0: My day did not go according to plan. I had had a to-do list that was filled with things to cross off on Friday a week ago. It had been a short week for me. I had just flown out to Indiana and back for my grandmother's funeral. But when I got back into the office on Thursday, I found that I was able to get a lot done. It was a particularly productive day. So Friday rolled around, and as I was getting ready to head out the door on Friday morning, right out of the blue, it happened. My heart started beating irregularly. It's something that's happened twice over the past decade, so I kind of knew what was going on. But after about a minute or so of this weirdness, I figured it was time to go and visit the friendly health professionals at the local emergency department. And so I did. They gave me some medication, which helps to bring the heart rate down into the the regular range, but the rhythm didn't reset to what they were looking for. So they decided to admit me for observation and further tests up to the hospital. So by that time on Friday afternoon, I came to the realization that my to-do list was just not gonna get done that day. It didn't go according to plan. Jesus Day didn't go according to plan. In his gospel account, John tells us that Jesus was attending a wedding at Cana in Galilee, maybe four to 10 miles away from the village of Nazareth where he had grown up. Jesus' mother was there. Chances are, this was the wedding of either a good friend or a close family member. Jesus was invited along with his disciples. The wedding feast was a pretty big deal, especially back in those days. So the host was expected to provide enough food and drink to last for all of the guests for the duration of the feast, including wine. Now wine, if you'll read through the scriptures, is repeatedly used as a symbol of God's blessing, a symbol of abundance, a symbol of joy. So if wine ran out at a wedding feast, The joy was shortly going to follow. That day at Cana, the wine ran out. Why did it happen? Did the host not make adequate preparations? It's an embarrassment. A faux pas that would bring shame upon the hosting family. So how did it happen? Well, consider this. It's entirely possible that Jesus and his disciples were partly responsible for the wine flasks running out so quickly. If you had, oh, I don't know, 12 or so guys show up to a big party you were having, maybe you can imagine how that might quickly run out the beverage stock. But here we are. It has happened, and Mary comes to Jesus with this problematic and potentially embarrassing news. She's looking for him to help out, to fix it. Mary expected Jesus to do something about the looming disaster that day. And maybe she wanted him to go out and get more from the shopkeepers. But while we don't know exactly what it was that Mary was expecting of her son, she trusted that he would do something about it. She instructed those servants who were there to listen to him, to do whatever it was that he was going to ask. But as Jesus tells Mary, his hour had not yet come. The people of Jesus' day had particular expectations about the Messiah. Many thought that the Messiah was going to be a deliverer, Messiah, that word that we translate as Christ in the Greek, God's anointed one, was one that they thought was going to make things right for Israel, free them from hated rulers like the Romans to fix the problems. They thought that they would, when the Messiah came, be a prosperous people, people praised by the other nations of the world. They definitely didn't expect the Messiah to go to a cross. But that is where the Messiah's hour would come. That is where he would fix the problem at the heart of it all. Even so, Jesus does the unexpected that day at Cana and gives a sign which points to the joy which he was going to be bringing into our world. Telling the servants to go and get the large stone jars that would be filled with water that the people would use for ritual washing. He then instructs the servants to fill them up, up to overflowing with water. They do so. And then they follow his next instruction to draw some out and then go give it to the master of the feast, even though that's an odd thing for him to ask. So what came next was truly unexpected. The water had become wine, and not just any wine, but the best wine. So no, Jesus' day didn't go according to plan, but he still responded to the need that was there to save a family from embarrassment, from guilt, from shame. He revealed his divine power in taking the ordinary and making it into something extraordinary in an unexpected way. And that is God at work. Take a look back, though, at that reading to see who it was that Jesus included in this revelation of his glory there at Cana in Galilee. Jesus didn't reveal himself as the Messiah to the bride and the groom or to the host family and their guests. He doesn't come up to the master of the feast and say, I've heard you ran out of wine. Try some of mine. No. It is the servants at the wedding feast who are the first witnesses of Jesus' first sign. They're there doing their jobs, following instructions, making things go along as part of that background of day-to-day life. It is exactly those least likely people at the feast who are the ones that get to witness the greatest thing that happened there. Jesus included them in the unexpected joy that he was bringing into the lives of the people who gathered for that wedding feast, and the joy that he would bring into the lives of all of those who would look to him as their Messiah. During the season of Epiphany, we remember that Jesus is the savior for all people, the greatest and the least. And that includes all those people that you and I might not give a second thought to as we go about the days that we had planned. They are our neighbors too. The barista and the lunch server. The lunch lady, the cleaning staff, the flight attendant. The cashier, the care worker. Each and every one of them needs the light and the life that Jesus brings into our world just as much as we do. Yet how often do we overlook them as we are going about those days that we had planned? I met a bunch of unexpected neighbors when my day didn't go according to plan. Even starting out from my arrival at the emergency department, I got to speak with dozens of people I never would have otherwise interacted with. But even more importantly, I got to listen to them. People started talking to me, nurses, technicians, EMTs, even without me asking, even without them knowing that I was a pastor, and I got to hear about the needs in their lives. I got the unexpected opportunity to pray for these people who are administering God's healing care through the medical arts. And I got to pray for other patients waiting for that healing to be delivered. While I've told some people already that I would have preferred maybe that God did not send me to the hospital in that way to meet these people, I appreciate the opportunity that he gave through it. Looking back at last weekend's theme and sermon, maybe you were here, I was not, we got to hear that God had given us a neighbor in his son. Jesus is neighbor to us all. So if you're wondering about this whole neighboring thing that we are particularly lifting up during this epiphany focus of being SJLC, serving Jesus, living in community, consider this. Neighboring isn't about looking for what someone else can do for you as they meet your expectations for a relationship. Measuring our lives by God's standards, we fall short. You haven't met God's expectations. None of us have. But here is the great message of Epiphany. You You are the unexpected neighbor. You can never expect it, but God has given his love to you in Christ. Jesus has come as the one who would be the deliverer, the Messiah. That's what the Messiah has done for each and every single one of us, giving himself so that we would not be crushed by the embarrassment, the guilt, the shame that our lack of worthiness deserves. Jesus has come into our world and into our lives to bring the unexpected joy of a restored relationship with our Creator. A relationship that we get to live out as we act in love towards all of our neighbors, including the unexpected one. As the people of Jesus, look for the joy that he brings as you gather together at the wedding feast of the Lamb and his church in Holy Communion. Because here at the Lord's table, you get miraculous wine. You get the wine of Christ's blood, the best, wine the wine which poured out from his side in order to bring about that restored relationship with your creator because here is where he provides it here he invites you to a foretaste of his wedding feast which will last for all eternity and you are his invited and welcome guest and we get to join him here now And as we go out into the world following him, as he extends that invitation to more and more souls to come and know the joy that he brings. Maybe your day doesn't go according to plan. Maybe it does. Whatever happens, though, may the one who did the unexpected at Cana's wedding feast open your eyes, your ears, your heart, your hands to the unexpected neighbor that you will meet that day. And may he bless your meeting with his joy. Amen.